0: Hey, everybody, it's Nicole. Welcome to another episode of Hella Smart Mothers. So... As you can tell, we're trying to level up our podcast game and I definitely hope you can tell the difference. Hella Smart Mothers just wants to continue listening to your feedback and constantly growing and improving for you guys. Keep the most hella smart content, best production quality we can get and just continue to help make hashtag mom life look Easy. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Uh, today, we're going to be talking with the Hella Smart Movers co-creator, who happens to be my best friend, Natasha. Natasha is hella busy. Uh, so that's why she hasn't been super involved with the podcast. But trust and believe she is working behind the scenes to get shit done. And I love and appreciate her for that. Just a little background about Natasha. She is, man, that girl is boss. Uh, She's a 2006 uh, BBA graduate from the University of Texas at Austin, as a lot of our guests will be, because what happens there changes the world. Yes, that is the UT slogan. (laughs) Um, She received her MBA from Texas A&M Commerce in 2014, and she is currently an executive director at a Fortune 500 company, in addition to being the owner of Dark Roast Coffee Shop in Brazoria County, Texas. When she's not making these boss moves, she is an amazing wife and a... Hella, hella, hella smart mother to her two bio kids and one bonus kid and Natasha's dope. I can't sing her praises enough. And you'll definitely get to know her more uh, through more episodes because we have now implemented a monthly episode of Minivan Confessions. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But today, Natasha and I are going to touch on the topic of modern day motherhood and the lack of our figurative village. In previous generations, you know, families lived more or less in the same, you know, location in the same city at minimum, often in the same, you know, neighborhoods and within walking a short driving distance to each other. And if it wasn't close Relative, you know, mom, dad, sister, brother, that kind of thing. You probably live around some cousins or at least play cousins, folks that you grew up with and whatnot. And now, you know, we're so spread out. We're spread out across the country. We're not close to our close friends. You know, our our those lifelong friends that we grew up with or have known for 10, five, 10, 20 years. You know, our families are often spread out across the world. You know, my mom is three hours away from, you know, my family. And my husband's family is eight hours away. So, you know, we're kind of out here on an island or so it feels at least sometimes. And there have been tons of think pieces and, and articles and whatnot and what the consensus is and what I can you know vouch for myself is that it makes us as parents, but especially as mothers, since so much of the child rearing experience is placed on our shoulders. But it, it makes us. Over, we feel, we feel overwhelmed. We feel sometimes lonely because we don't have those close friends around anymore, and we're not able to just go visit them at the drop of a dime, you know, like we were pre kid and even pre, you know, significant other. And it, it can make us feel really anxious. You know, some of the things that have been talked about are, you know, we're not able to see parenting from the perspective of our long term friends and family that we know, love and care about us. But a lot of times we see the other parents as as competition. We're all it seems like almost we're in competition with John and Susie from preschool and trying to figure out whose child is the most gifted and most advanced. And as a result, we're not building those relationships relationships where both families can kind of reach out and help the other and help bring the kids along. It's it's so competitive now. It's so you want to keep your little secrets to yourself and not really reach out and help. And, you know, it's it sucks. It makes it where we feel the need to constantly keep our kids entertained. And because it's, hard to forge those trusted relationships with with these new friends because of that reason because it feels like we're in competition and and people are not actually out there to help you or have your best interest and especially your children's best interest at heart and that just causes us to become even more overwhelmed even more anxious it's it's just A bad cycle all around. And then as parents, you know, sometimes we need a break, a whole break. If you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're married for 10 years, you know, you need to get out and let your hair down sometimes. Or if you ain't got no hair, you need to whip your head back and forth, whatever you do to make yourself feel better. (laughs) But it needs to happen without having That village around, you know, you either have to spend money on babysitters and and things of that nature, or you have to be at the mercy of your friends and family who you might be able to come down and, and help out or you just don't get to go out. And that that's what leads even more to the feelings of being overwhelmed and burnout and resentment and our kids truly are our greatest blessings and nobody wants to have that feeling of resentment towards their children or towards the family members who aren't really there to help. So we're going to talk today and try to find some healthy alternatives and a good balance to help us build our village, even if it's not the villages that the previous generations have seen. So after the jump, you know, we're going to I'm going to chat with Natasha uh, and we're going to talk about our personal experiences with raising our families without having a village and kind of how we've tried to overcome some of those obstacles. So after the jump, let's get it in with Natasha. And yeah, so I'll be back. Hey, Natasha. Hey Nicole, how are you? I am a wonderful on this fabulous Wednesday morning. We are halfway through the week. Praise the Lord or whoever you praise to. I didn't even realize what day it was. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, hashtag mom life is trying to survive. I understand. Yeah. So but yes, I'm so happy that we were finally able to get our uh, minivan confessions episode going. Yes, ma'am.
1: Yes, we finally found the time where the kids are not around and we can talk.
0: Uh, Yeah, which pretty much only happened on the commute. So everybody, this is Natasha. This is my best friend for well over, what, half my life now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John, you're going by fast. Uh yeah, yeah. We met freshman year at the greatest university in the world, University of Texas at Austin. them, hashtag stay mad Abby. Um yeah. And uh yeah, we've been BFFs ever since. And we are now moms. I wanna say we are some boss moms because we are both doing I won't say I'm doing big things, but Tasha is definitely doing big things. <laughs> you doing big things. I'm so doing hard. like medium things, and I'm okay with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, man. So this is pretty much the only time that we're able, ever able to really get into a serious conversation, because otherwise we have mommy Tourette. You know, <laughs> mommy Tourette, where you be in the middle of a conversation and you, I do that, 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 that. don't do that. Hey, hey, put that. Girl, yes, did you see that episode? Uh uh-uh, uh put that back. Don't you be doing that. I'm <laughs> <Mommy laughs> Tourette. It's cool. It's cool. It, it happens. And and you know what? We do we, we jump right back in. Every time. Right back in. Like nothing else is happening. <laughs> but yeah, man. So what I really wanted to like touch on today was some things that I've been seeing online on various memes, various like think pieces and articles is basically that... In the modern day motherhood, you know, what we are call ourselves doing these days is that a big shift is that we just don't have the same, I guess, village that, you know, our parents had before us. And I know we got a lot of advances that, you know, our parents didn't have to give us when it comes to technology and convenience and all that kind of stuff. But if you get down to the roots of like how we were raised it's real different <laughs> these days,
1: mm-hmm. would
0: you say? Yes. Uh, yeah, because uh,
1: nowadays we don't, we're all in different cities, miles and miles apart, so that's already a, a start uh, in a different way, right? Because before, we all would live down the street or close to
0: somebody. Some family member, some family friend that you've known for half your life and like that kind of thing, absolutely I mean, how often would you say that your, your parents shipped you off to like an auntie or uncle or a play auntie or play uncle, play cousins, whatever? How often would you say you were at their houses growing up? So
1: shipping off one every summer. But how often was I at their houses? Every evening after school, every weekend. Because we didn't want to play with us. We didn't want to do what the kids do today, play by ourselves. We
0: went to somebody's house. Right, right, so right.
1: Day. So every day, to be sure.
0: And I mean, now, we don't even have that option. You know, I have friends that have kids that are close to my kids' age. And, you know, they'd be looking so frazzled that I don't want to drop my kids um, to add to their confusion because it already looks a mess. So <laughs> Yeah. What is the answer? What do we do? How do we build those mama villages, those family villages again? Like, what do we need to do? Yeah, I think we have to look at it
1: from a different way. We won't be able to do the, you go hang out until the streetlights, come on so you can have a break. We're going to have to do what we already started, right? A, a group, a mom group. Use chat. Be able to figure out a virtual way to b- to build a village because the normal physical way is not happening. But that still doesn't answer what do you do in, on the evenings you really want
0: to break. I mean, until that point, technology has helped a little bit. You got Care.coms, the Sitter.net, the college nannies and tutors, and all of that kind of stuff that helps with that a little bit. But it, I mean, it costs money, and yeah. I know. If, you know, our parents had to put forth the amount of money that we do just for, for those type of things, babysitting and, and summer care and and things of that nature, they, they probably would have been a whole heck of a lot broker.
1: <laughs> yep. Right, we would have been at home.
0: Or we would have been at home. You are so right. Or they would have been at home and not yes. uh, out at the at the Anita Baker concert or whatever they called themselves doing. <laughs> Shout out to Anita Baker. No shade. I love you. I love me some Anita Baker because that was my mama's jam.
1: Yeah, I know you're just jealous because they get to go to more concerts
0: than we did. Then we did. okay. <laughs> George Michael, I remember when my mama came back when I was about four or five years old, talking about she danced with George Michael. I still to this day remember that. So, Yeah. And my mama was
1: talking about her Luther concert this weekend. So yes, they found a way to enjoy themselves and make sure we were taken care of by people who loved us,
0: which we had that struggle today without paying money. It is almost impossible. <laughs> I have been told, you know, we've got young kids right now. My kids are two and four. Your kids are, what, two and not even a year yet, eight months? Yeah, eight months. Eight months and a couple of days should be eight months. So what I've been told by these more veteran parents (laughs) is that eventually we do get a bit of a break because you will cultivate those friendships. Your kids will cultivate those friendships with the families over time and you'll be able to drop Mm -hmm. your kids off for a slumber party or, you know, weekend or whatever.
1: But those are kid dictated schedules at that point. I feel like when we were younger, the parents chose when they needed a break versus it's somebody's birthday. And so I finally
0: get to take my kid over there. You are absolutely right. I mean, to that point, my grandparents and, and sometimes aunts and uncles picked me up, drive me off to and from school every single day, pretty much until I started driving. <laughs> I, I didn't ride school buses. And I, uh, my mom, she, you know, her work schedule didn't allow for her to pick me up or drop me off. And I'm sure there probably was before school and after school care, but she didn't have to pay for that. She didn't have to do that because she had the village of my family to be able to pick up that slack. And so... It is very much a different ball game, and I'm thankful for the technological advances that we have to kind of close the gap, but man, it sure would be nice to have them grandparents and aunties and uncles and play cousins around again. <laughs> Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah I'm with you, because my uncle actually walked me to school every morning and from uh, in elementary school, so that's how I got and then when we came home, I came home with a group of cousins that were all at school and I don't even know if anybody was really chosen to watch us. I think that it was just inherent whoever was out there watched all everybody's kids. <laughs> but it gave, you know, it gave that support that each of our parents needed when they were at work or, you know, whatever they had to do.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, I guess, we just keep forging forward. <laughs> And shelling out the money and hoping that we find those people who love our kids as much as we do. I mean, I do have a sitter, and, and it was hilarious. A1 cracked me up yesterday. We were singing Jesus Loves Me, and he just starts subbing in Gina Loves Me. This Gina is <laughs> his babysitter, and he was going hard in the paint. Gina loves me. I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) That means you have a babysitter that they like, at least. Apparently so, because they didn't put her up there with Jesus. I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know. But I guess that's the answer to our
1: today's village, right? Because I got three babysitters. I have a backup upon a backup upon a backup. So I at least have three people I know I can call on. They call, but. My kids like them and they like my kids.
0: Amen. And that is (laughs) the biggest uh, piece to this puzzle that I think we're going to get because it don't look like we're going to get them old school villages anytime soon and mommy and daddy, absolutely, or mommy or daddy, whatever your situation is, absolutely needs a break. Sometimes, yes. Well, Tasha, man, it has been so good finally getting to do this. I think, what about, what if we do this like once a month? We just have our mini van confessions, brought to you by Hello Smart Mothers once a month. I think that sounds like a good plan. Ah, oh, man, that was awesome. So these conversations that Natasha and I have while we're commuting are often truly some of the only times that we had the opportunity to catch up, you know, free from distractions and the mommy Tourette's. (laughs) We talk, we catch up on life. We talk about some of the hella smart mother's business. She is the chief of my mom tribe. (laughs) I would unequivocally be lost without her. And I would like to think that she feels the same way. So yeah, definitely make sure you tune in to the minivan confessions because that's where I will definitely have the realest of the real talk and talk about what we think it means to be a hell of smart mother. So it's just our opinion. We're not experts. We don't have any mom training credentials. I don't, think that exists I hope that doesn't exist because I don't think there is a proper way to be a mom but we do have our thoughts we do have our our opinions and we like to we like to talk we like to talk so some of the takeaways that I hope you guys got from this episode are try to find a great trusted caretaker who loves your kids and who your kids love that is a game changer a lifesaver completely invaluable you can take a break from your children your children can get a little bit of a change of scenery of seeing your mug at home (laughs) all the time and you can get a break from being a mother for once in a while and we definitely need that it's part of self-care again we will get real deep into the area of self-care pretty soon If you have family, if you have family that isn't that's within driving distance, try to make advanced plans for them to come out and help you. You know, don't be expecting you can call on Saturday morning and they'll be there by Saturday night because that's just not how we roll these days. We we need to make advanced plans, even with your mama, even with your daddy, your sister, your auntie, whomever can't just drop our kids off at Mama Nam's house anymore things a little different <laughs> and you know what above all else like when you need help say something say something if I see your Instagram and Facebook feed and you're all hashtag mom goals and hashtag I love my family every day then I think you're doing fine and you don't really need it you don't. you don't need me you know I have absolutely offered to help take on you know a friend's kiddo if I know that they're in a bind or that they're trying to go out for the night or whatever you know if I know you need help I will definitely reach out and I, I think most of us even new friends would would do that so speak up say something you need help you're in a bind you got a situation you got an emergency call call your new friend call your neighbor that you know do something, say something. I think this all goes back to the overarching Hella Smart Mother's theme is advocate for yourself, speak up for yourself. If you're struggling, tell somebody. We want to help. As a fellow mother, I want to help. So yeah, sometimes people will surprise you and they will become your village and then we won't be in these predicaments anymore. Hmm. I definitely think that you know Natasha and I are in this early season of motherhood and so it's a little bit different for us as it is for some of our veteran moms who have had the opportunity to cultivate those friendships and 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 know these families and their children for for multiple years my kiddos are again just 4 and 2 and Tasha's are under 2 um, and her step kiddo he's 6 but he's not with them all the time so that's Situations a little bit different. Sorry, bonus kid, not step kid, bonus kid. Um, And so I definitely think that we will have a different perspective of this once our kids get a little bit older. So let's move along to our gold star and our timeout for this week. I've gotten feedback, though, that a lot of you movers and mover lovers are filling the product reviews um, for the gold star. So I'm going to keep with that theme. And this week, my gold star goes to an... Amazing product, like a miracle product for me anyway. Completely gratuitous plug, but this is for Dr. Brandt's Needles No More, No More Baggage Depuffing Gel. Y'all, I don't know about y'all, but this hashtag mom life got, you know, got my eyes looking a little, got some dark circles and a little puffy sometimes in the morning when my kids decide to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and stay awake till five o'clock in the morning yes that happened today so yeah broke out my needles no more no more baggage rubbed a little bit in between my fingers after I put on some uh, eye cream Smoothed that under there and it's touted to provide a tightening effect smooth under eye contour and to visually reduce the appearance of under under eye bags and dark circles it really does y'all. Like it's got kind of an orange tint to it. So I don't know how much you guys know about makeup, but orange tint will often counterbalance like dark spots, dark circles, dark spots, whatever. And it's got some type of compound in it that truly makes it feel like it's lifting your lower lid. It's amazing it does not have parabens it does not have sulfates it does not have phthalates so it's you know it's a it's a pretty good product I swear by it I've been using it for about maybe two weeks now and I definitely want to get some more so check it out Dr. Brandt's needles no more no more baggage de gel So moving on to my time out for the week, and this is probably a little bit controversial. So if you are a Kim Kardashian fan, this is your cue to hit that pause button, X out of iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or Anchor or whatever it is you're listening. Google play to this podcast on, (laughs) Um, because I'm about to go in. I don't know if you guys have heard, but in Kim Kardashian West's latest Vogue interview, I believe she just got the cover of Vogue, which shout outs to that. That's cool. Stay in your lane. (laughs) But in this article, she discusses her desire to become a lawyer. And to do so, she wants to go through the route of apprenticeship and then sit for the bar. That route is actually recognized in three states, California being one of them And, you know, normally I'm a live and let live kind of person. But as someone who went to law school and passed the bar, it's a couple of lines in her Vogue interview that made me give her like the ultimate side eye, like the lovey Ajayi, I'm judging you side eye. (laughs) She says... First year law school, you have to cover three subjects, criminal law, torts and contracts. Wrong. You typically cover five. But okay. To me, torts is the most confusing, contracts the most boring, and crim law I can do in my sleep. Okay. I took my first test and I got a 100. Not sure what kind of test that is, but okay. It was super easy for me. The reading is what really gets me though. It's so time consuming. I mean, the concepts I grasp in two seconds. Y'all, so I'm sure many people have seen Law and Order, The Good Wife, Judge Judy. I don't know, whatever. Y'all seen things that you think are what goes on in the practice of law, but I want to tell you 90% of the practice of law is reading and writing, but mostly reading. Right, there's very little standing up in a courtroom and arguing, even if you're a trial attorney. Trust me, I know I was a trial attorney for six years. You don't just walk in there and go off the dome and start arguing your case. Prior to even getting in the courtroom, there are tons of case law, tons of statutes, tons of interviews, tons of depositions, all kinds of stuff that you have to read before you argue your case. So if she is, you know, already feeling like reading is too time consuming, I am concerned for her ability to practice law. But the thing that really, really gets me about that quote is that she says, the, concept, the concepts I grasp in two seconds. Y'all, I don't know how many of you guys are lawyers or have at least been to law school. But I don't think contractual remedies, statute to fraud, or understanding what an illusory contract are, contracts are, are what I would call super easy. Trust me. Like it's not super easy. Those are some tough concepts, especially as someone who has not had any prior legal experience to grasp. Listen, I do not want to spend too much time on this. But let me say this, Ms. Kardashian West, please go sit in a corner somewhere and reconsider your dilution of the practice of law. You know, we don't need any more reasons to make us attorneys the butts of any more bad jokes. So please, let's put that on the timeout, go think about your actions, and let's try something else. You're beautiful. Keep doing that. Be an awesome mom. Go continue your enterprise of Kardashian mogul ships, but leave the lawyering (laughs) to somebody else. Let your dad's legacy, let Robert Kardashian's legacy end the Kardashian (laughs) legal legacy. Let's do that. Okay, enough of that. Well, all right, guys. We made it through another episode. Thanks so much for listening. You know what? We'll be back next week with another great topic to keep all you mothers and mother lovers hella smart. And we just want to continue to help make this hashtag Mom Life look easy. So have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.